Hi, everyone. Welcome to Meet the Masters. I'm Robert Allen, and I am joined today by not only a master, but someone that I would consider to be wedding royalty, someone who's been in the business for a very long time and has a, a, an amazing career in dressing brides throughout the decades. Joining me today is Monica Hickey. Monica, thank you so much for being a part of this. It's a pleasure to be part of something called iPod, and I have to ask people, what is that? But I trust them so completely, this young couple, that I'm saying, go for it. That's it. Well, right. we are honored, truly right. honored to have you uh, on our program and right. for you to be able to share your years of expertise and, and all of the information that you've gathered uh, over that time with, with our listeners. Before we, we get into kind of you know the wedding mm-hmm. gown experience, why don't you give our listeners a little sense of your background and what brought you to where you are today. When I came from England, where I'd been secretary to the air minister, I decided I would never touch a typewriter ever again. So I went to Henry Bendel, and I worked in the evening dress department as an assistant buyer without any experience. And one day, the famous Geraldine Stutz came down and she said, could you go up to the bridal department? Our buyer that we brought from uh, Philadelphia, I'm afraid she drinks before she gets here. <laughs> so she said, could you go up and hang on to it till I find a buyer? So a few months went by, and she came back and she said, I'm so sorry, I didn't find a buyer. I said, you did. I want to be in the bridal department. I love it. And for, that's how I became a bridal buyer. That, that started then, at that moment. And then I was in the evening dress department, so every black dress I saw, I could change it into white. <laughs> and uh, so the styles were very contemporary for that period. And very famous people came. Mrs. Paley with Amanda Burden was my first custom design, and they wore a white organdy with Lily of the Valley sashes and Lily of the Valley Reeds. It was very beautiful. So one thing led to another, and then I had the Emanuels come. I used to travel to Europe. Those were the days when they sent a buyer to Europe. Now they give her a computer and figure (laughs) things out financially. So I went to London, and I found this young couple who were only 20 years of age, they just graduated, but she had a rich father, which is very helpful. And I heard they had a beautiful salon. And so I went to see them, and I said, why don't you come and we'll do a trunk show? They didn't do trunk shows in those days. And they came with the most beautiful dresses, and they stayed at the Plaza Hotel. And they said, I don't know if it's true, that they conceived their first child at the plaza. while they were on the trunk show. Uh-huh. So when they got back to London, Lady Diana said she wanted them to do the entire collection and so forth. So I had a great time. I went to Italy with the Fendi's. Karl Lagerfeld designed four dresses. And uh, it was just magic. And, and your, your retail trail that you blazed right. uh, took you from Bendel's? To, uh, to Bergdorf Goodman, Bergdorf Goodman, where they opened a department called the Bridal World of Monica Hickey. Mm-hmm. And I stayed with them almost 10 years, 
And so all the brides were coming to Bergdorf. And then Geraldine Studs called me and she said, you know, I think you should come back to Bendel's. We'll make a special department. And I like to keep moving. Uh-huh. I think it's death just to stay with the one thing year after year. So I had a wonderful opportunity at Bergdorf Goodman. And very big department. Now all these little departments are getting smaller and smaller. So that was a wonderful time and very creative because socially every all the young people were melting down and becoming hippies mm-hmm. and they were still getting married so i went to mexico and i found some dresses in white and some dresses in indian cruel work and we put them in the window as bergdorf goodman accepts the new generation uh-huh. And so that was great. They got married because the grandmother said if they didn't shape up, she'd cut them out of the will. <laughs> so That's incentive for <laughs> that you. That was incentive. <laughs> and they used to jump into the swimming pool and uh, crazy. Uh-huh. And then everything calmed down, and I went back to Bendel's on my way to Saks Fifth Avenue. Uh-huh. And then, then it's where I met Vera Wang. And, and talk a little bit about that experience and, and what went on at, at Saks while you were there with Vera Wang. Um, she came to me because she'd been all over the place and couldn't find a wedding dress, and she's very fussy. Mm-hmm. But we made a dress that she loved, and she was married at the pier, and she said, when I come back from my wedding... I want you to meet my father. I want you... I'm going to open a store on Madison Avenue, and I'd like you to head it. So I said, all right. So I met the father, who's a zillionaire. doesn't help now. He's gone. But um, I, she said, a contract for three years. Uh-huh. I went back. My husband was alive then. And I told him, I've got a wonderful opportunity. So he said... Do you want to be a bird in a gilded cage? And I said, not really. He said, then don't take the contract. (laughs) But Vera and I stayed friends, and I'm amazed at her success. Mm -hmm. It's really really wonderful. wonderful. Because her father said, I will finance you, Vera, but only if you do a wedding. I don't want you out there in the Uh ready-to-wear. So she did. And that's where she is today. Yeah, and that's where she is today. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great. It. That's a great story. We always we always talk about style with, with wedding gowns and trends and how mm-hmm. things change. Right. But why don't we start off? What do you see in in all of your experience through the years? What are some of the things that have remained constant with wedding gowns? What are the the, the, the tried and true? What do we see decade after decade that stays the same? Hopefully, they see good taste. And the dresses become more simple today. I think the veil becomes the accessory on a beautiful dress that doesn't have decorations on it. But if they have decorations, they can have whatever they want. But I like simple Mm -hmm. things. And the more simple something is, the more expensive it is because it has to fit. You can't cover up those things with little appliques of things. Right. The true 
And I think the veil, as I was saying with Pio, I always brought the veil as the finishing touch. It's what brings it all together. It brings it together. Now, when when a bride decides, let, let's talk about a custom wedding gown, a right. gown, gown that is designed right. for one individual. Right. How does the process start? A bride may come in and want a custom wedding gown. Does she have a vision in her mind? Does someone, well, an expert, yes. guide her? What happens? First, you find out where this wedding is going to that affects everything. If it's the Metropolitan Club, if it's the beach, it's a completely different thing. I think a bride has to trust the consultant that she's with because just to make a sale, it's nice to make a sale, but the integrity of advice has to be true. And I think in my career, they trusted me completely. I wasn't there to do something quick, cheaper, no. We had a lot of brides who say, I'm going to uh, be married in the Metropolitan. I like a long train because they have stairs. And that reminds me of a story mm-hmm. about a wonderful wedding uh, at the Metropolitan. And... I was with them. I don't usually dress. We take someone. And she said, I'm not going through with it. I've changed my mind. So I said, you can't do that. There are all those people out there. <laughs> she said, yes, I can. So I said, have you ever heard of divorce? She, I said, you go through and have your wedding. And then you can get a divorce or an annulment. <laughs> so You're too far she, along at this point. You can't do that. So she said, okay, and she came down the aisle and down the stairs. They're still married. Uh-huh. She just got terrified. Uh-huh. But I advised her to go through with it. And, right. have and that was, that was that good was advice. It. Yeah. You wouldn't want her to run out the door. Right. Now, so that's, that's very interesting. So, so the environment that a bride will be in for right. a wedding... Uh, does influence that. And and for those listeners not in the New York area that might right. not be familiar with the Metropolitan right. Club, it is a very dramatic space. Um, right. Know, the, the, the great hall there with 100-foot ceilings. I Absolutely. mean, just a magnificent staircase. Right. Um, what is different about a gown that might be worn by a bride in that type of environment than someone on the beach? Because, for instance, the formal wedding... She knows she has to present something very beautiful and appropriate. And I think when they ask my advice, they trust me mm-hmm. to do the, the dress, the shape, the look. And well, they, they feel c- secure. So, so it's, it's the relationship that you build with the bride. Absolutely. And and through understanding her and getting to know her, right. the gown takes shape. Right. And uh, Kurt Vonnegut, bride, Jill Cremens, mm-hmm. that's about 10 years ago. They're still married. Um, she said to me, I want you to sit in the car with me, not my mother. She makes me nervous. So, <laughs> so I had to sit in the, in the limousine uh-huh. f- at the Regency f- 
wedding. It was a lovely wedding. Yeah. Um, let, let's let's just right. jump back. You you had mentioned earlier about uh, Princess Diana. Right. Uh, wore one of the most magnificent wedding gowns. Right. Ever. I mean, just of its time. Uh, yeah, just really wonderful. Did that fit? Was that the right gown for her? That, I would that? have chosen something a little less vol- voluminous, mm-hmm. but she apparently had a very strong will of her own. Mm-hmm. She was not that easy, and my manuals said they had to watch. She was the one who ruled. I would have it to was ima- a beautiful wedding. But how, do, you know, I've had brides, I had one bride, I remember, uh, a number of years ago, that the wedding gown was so heavy that they had to prepare her legs in order to, to carry her throughout the day. How does a bride deal with that when she wants to have this this gorgeous she, you know, big gown. Is, well, that, is that an issue? For well, no, some of that, like panniers, should come off and reveal the dress underneath because you have to have a good time. I don't know if it's a Jewish wedding, they lift you up on the... Mm-hmm. How could they lift her? Right. They'd right. need a winch. Yeah. You know, and it was just, I just remember it being just so right. heavy for her, you know, to, right. to carry around. You want to, you know, be able to enjoy your, your right. evening. Right. Uh, one of my first brides at um, Bergdorf was Rebertson Youngreiser's daughter. She was about 16, mm-hmm. and um, I did the beautiful wedding, and she had a Spanish comb on the head. For the, and she was about very young, and Rebertson Youngreiser said to me, you know, you looked out at the group of people and you chose me. You said your appointment is here. And so I told her, we showed her this, we showed her that. Anyway, she said, Monica, I want to tell you something. I can get any wedding dress wholesale, but I came and I couldn't do that to you. I couldn't do that. So I said, so we've been friends ever since, and I was at their luncheon yesterday uh-huh. at, at the St. Regis. Uh-huh. And all the brides were saying, oh, you did my dress 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. How does that make you it was feel nice. when people come up to you with yeah. such fond memories was of, of their experience with you? I'd love to know who they are, but it was... <laughs> 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 but they knew who I was, and the Reverson said, Monica, you're such a good friend. All the brides... That you took care of. Right, yep. right. And it really is taking Word care of, of them. Right. But, you know, it really is, you know, about that. It's, you know, we, we were talking earlier about how you never actually physically touch the gown. It's more right. of what you bring to that moment at a level of comfort to be able to, to bring the bride right. through the experience. That's so important. Right. Because it's a very traumatic time for the bride. Right. And I wrote something that said, when the mother cries, that's the dress. And that's it. And that's how you know. Yeah. And that's how you know. Yeah. That moment when a bride puts her gown on, uh, on her wedding day. Right. She's worn it half a dozen times before that. But that gown goes on that moment, that day. Right. Um, it's an incredibly emotional Unbelievable, moment. yes. Um, how do you think emotionally... It, it, you know, it's different. You know, a bride may have that on five or six times. You don't yeah. see it. But talk about the whole thing coming together with the veil and, and, and everything. And that, that 
that vision. Do you think brides ultimately, when they're they're done, was that their vision in their head, or do you think brides ultimately end up with something other than what they might have envisioned in their in their mind? Not if they deal with me, because I, I think I nurture the ideas that they have, if they're the right ones, and I think that the brides really feel terrific if they can trust you. And I have so many letters, dozens and dozens. Not one says, I wasn't happy with my dress. Not one. That's it. And it becomes so special. There's really no other purchase that a bride makes for her wedding that has such an emotional attachment. Absolutely. The way it, it is with a gown. Right. I mean, there really isn't. I mean, it's it's such a singular purchase in one's life. Right. Um, and there, you know, there are so few purchases we make in life that have an emotional price tag with them. But a wedding gown is, is right. just that. And that's the memory and the photographs and all the things that I think people generally mm-hmm. have good marriages. Not because I took care of them. But well, maybe. I, you never know. You, know. you never know. <laughs> now, what do you see in your experience through the years? I know that, you know, the whole, you know, tradition and thought process for a lot of women when they get married is the thought, well, I'm going to preserve my gown because my daughter will wear it on her wedding day. And they should preserve it. But does that happen? Do yes. you see brides that will is wear it, their, great. their mother's wedding gowns? Absolutely. Well, different shapes. Mm-hmm. You mean when they open the box... It may not be the one, but the preservation of the dress is a preve- prevention of the the um, preservation of the the dress, uh-huh. the occasion. Because they can there look is at that, that emotional lo- attachment. Yeah, they can look at that longingly. Uh-huh. I don't know how many years, and people physically change, mm-hmm. but they might just take some lace from the mother's dress. It's and, and just in. Integrate yeah. that in some in some way, and in such a cruel world that we're in, just to have this moment of happiness is is a wonderful, it wonderful. Is. It is. Um, you've done this for so long, and literally have seen thousands of, right. of brides um, go through the process of of getting the the perfect right. wedding gown. If you had to share one bit of advice that you always wanted to tell brides out there that you think will help them in this process, what would that be? I would say to go and find your wedding dress in a nice way, a kind way, because many girls don't understand how much goes into it. But I think the advice is to share some kind of humanity with the consultant, it needn't be me, but so that the consultant feels she's part of something and not just putting on dresses and taking them off. It's to be a human being. That's great. And that's really wonderful yeah. advice. Uh, we're really so honored to have you a part of, of our programming and sharing your, your wisdom, really, about this process. Um, you, you really stand alone. Uh, in, in what you've accomplished uh, through the years. And, and we're really so grateful for you to sit down and, and share this with our listeners. It's a great pleasure, and I wish your company much success. Well, thank you so You're much. You're at the beginning of a new world. Well, well, thank you so much. And coming from you, that means, that means a great deal.
just to again to remind our listeners, we've been chatting with Monica Hickey, uh, who has an illustrious career in in wedding gowns and dressing brides, and we will have a link uh, to more information about about Monica on our website, and you can come and check that out and find out. Uh, some more information. If you have any questions that you'd like answered or comments, please send us an email at feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at T-H-E-W-P-N.com. Or you can call our listener hotline at 800-882-1259. You've been listening to Meet the Masters, only available on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Robert Allen, and we'll see you next time.